Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, your weekly podcast where we take a deep dive examining knowledge, philosophies, wisdom, and insights to help you to lead, manage, and coach in football, sports, and life. Leader Manager Coach is presented by Rob Riles. Rob is a qualified coach with a League Managers Association qualification and a science and medicine background. He has worked in the football industry in Europe, USA, and Africa at international, premiership, league, non-league, and grassroots levels with World Cup and European Championship experience. Hello and welcome to another edition of Leader Manager Coach. Rob Riles here to take you through another episode. Today I wanted to talk to you about four points on each of the areas of leadership, management and coaching. Four key points that I've begged, borrowed, stolen, seen, watched, observed, taken from great managers, great coaches, people I've seen coach, leaders possibly in other areas of life. But obviously the uh, focus of the website and the podcast is Leader Manager Coach. So I'm going to give you four key points for leadership, four key points for coaching and four key points of management that are by no means anything to do with being the complete philosophy on anything, but they are four key fundamentals that I honestly believe if you implement in your working life, in your passion, coaching, your management, whatever that may be, will have a profound difference. I've had some of them from books, some of them from audio, and as I say, some of them from just direct observation and being able to spend time around a few key people. So we'll dive straight into those and um, it'll be quick fire. And with a little bit of detail, but please feel free to take them away and use them as you see fit and leave the ones out that don't work for you. They will have a little bit of a personal slant towards myself, um, obviously, because the ones that I've chosen and have certainly been able to implement to a degree in my own practices. So I'm going to talk about leadership first. So four key points for leadership. So leadership. Okay, number one, be process driven. Number one, be process driven. So what does that mean? That means that you focus on the daily activities, the baby steps, the little things, the small things, the things that you can change, the things that you can have an influence on that you know will take you further towards your goal, your ambition. In contrast to being goal focused, if you like, which can often lead you astray a little bit it can lead you off track and it can increase anxiety levels this is very much related to the mastery principle it's related to getting on that plateau and just relentlessly doing the things that you believe in it's johnny wilkinson practicing hitting the middle of the middle it's ronaldo running around the manchester united training ground the Real Madrid training ground doing his stepovers repetitively time and time and time again. It's Ronaldo practicing his free kicks. It's Messi practicing his give and goes. And Phil Taylor practicing his double finishes. It can be anybody who's excellent, world-class at what they do. They will be very, very process-driven. You know, yes, they will know in their mind, as you should know where it is you want to go. You should know what you want to achieve. You should have an idea and a clear delineated one of what it is you want to achieve. And that should be there in your mind. 
but the focus of your daily attention, in my humble opinion, should be process-driven. What is it you need to do on a daily basis, come what may, to get you towards where you want to be? And sometimes that requires relationships that are strong and people who believe in you. So when times don't look great, when the clouds are are looming over and things don't look like you're actually nearing your goal, are you going to be able to have people who stick with you and allow you the time to do those fundamentals that you absolutely believe in? Number two, make sure you have those key fundamentals and you need to define those so that you know what they are for you. They will not be the same for you or your organization as they are for anybody else. They are completely unique to you. I've got fundamentals in my routine that I know if I do them on a daily basis, I don't even think about them. I don't question whether I should do them. I don't question whether I want to do them. I've just done them and I've done them for so long that I know if I do them, the chances of me having what I call a great day are much higher. I know if I don't do those particular things that I won't feel right about the day. That's just the way I work. I think it's real good for you to define what are your fundamentals. And the simpler, the better. There might only be three or four. If you do these key three, four things every single day to the very best of your ability, and you have decided that these fundamentals have the most impact on your success, you will be taking enormous steps towards achieving what it is you want to achieve. Let me give you an example. Fundamental one might be hard work. So when you go to work, when you go onto your training ground, when you walk into your office, when you work in your environment, an absolute fundamental given for you and the people who you work with is hard work. There's no question about it. You will do your very, very best for that hour, that hour and a half, that two hours before you have your next break to achieve what it is you want to achieve. And it's just hard work and it's a given. And if you can get in place those relationships as I've talked about before in five dysfunctions of a team whereby your teammates your co-workers the people you work with are comfortable enough to pull you up and say listen come on let's get on with this let's do it let's pull ourselves together we need to up the ante a little bit or put their arm around you and support you but get that hard work in place as a fundamental it might be punctuality You know, you might absolutely demand of yourself that you get there on time and you do it when you say you're going to do it and you don't let people down. Or an even better one, in my opinion, is just respect. Because respect is a value that will cover all eventualities. If you've got respect as a key fundamental, you respect yourself, you respect your co-workers, you respect your staff, you respect your players, whoever it is, then that covers punctuality, it covers hard work because by having respect, those things are a given anyway. If you are disrespectful, yes, you won't be bothered about working hard, you won't be bothered about turning up on time, so respect will will cover it. The All Blacks, and please excuse my language on this, this is their language, not mine, they call it don't be a dickhead. So they say, just don't be stupid. And by not being stupid, you know, if you can classify your acts as stupid then you are not doing what the All Blacks demand. If we put it in a positive term, be respectful, then that will cover all eventualities. But know what your fundamentals are, what your actions are, what your values are, so that you can do them every single day. Number three, simplify. I think it was Ralph Waldo Emerson who said, simplify, simplify, simplify. Keep things simple. The simpler, the better. 
If you've got two or three key fundamentals that you do every single day that you know is going to get you there, it's simple. If you've got a list of 23 things that you need to do, you may achieve them, you may do them, but it's a lot more complicated and I think you will have a lot less people able to follow it successfully than if you've got two or three key fundamentals. I really, really believe in simplicity. Number four, team first. So no matter what, team first. You know, all the old adages, no I in team, out of the team will come the individual. Put the team first. Those are four key things. So what are they from a leadership point of view? Number one, be process driven. Don't get anxious about outcomes. Number two, do the fundamentals. Number three, simplify. Keep it simple. And number four, put the team first. I think if you put those things in place from a leadership point of view, you won't be going too far on. Okay, so let's move on to coaching. So let's take this out of a general big picture philosophical point of view on the leadership and let's just look at the more specifics of coaching. So there you are. Let's go into a football mode and let's talk about coaching your team. And again, this has a personal slant. It has a personal philosophy behind it. But again, I don't think you'll go far wrong. Number one, have a pride in clean sheets. So be proud and create a culture of a pride in clean sheets. Because if you keep clean sheets and you've got a duck egg against you, as they say, a nil, no score, you've got a chance. It's when you ship goals, when you are leaking goals at the back, when you allow the opposition to dominate you in your defensive third, then you are going to be in trouble. You know, it's all right scoring lots of goals, in my opinion. It's all right going out there and attacking, 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 attacking. But you have to have a basis. You have to have a foundation. So, number one, have a pride in clean sheets. Number two, this is a biggie, stay in the game. Because no matter what, in the vast majority of situations, the vast majority of games, momentum is going to change. Momentum in football changes. Where you're under the cosh, you don't seem to have possession of the ball. Things aren't going great. Something's gone against you. The crowd's against you. You've got an injury. You've had somebody sent off. You're not in control of the game. You don't feel in control of the game. Those are the times when great teams, successful teams, stay in the game. They understand the bigger picture. They understand that things change. They understand momentum and that things aren't always in your control, your team's control. There are other factors that you cannot control. And the only thing you can do at this particular time is to sit tight. Here we go. Go back to the fundamentals. Go back to the basics. Do what you've routinely, ruthlessly, process-driven trained yourselves to do to ride out the storm. And things will change. Absolutely, things will change. If you go a goal down, stay in the game. Because as soon as you can get a goal back, what happens momentum-wise? You are in the ascendancy. They are in the descendancy. It's changed by one split second. So staying in the game, for me, is an absolute fundamental. Number three. This is a quite specific one. It is personal to me, and I'm sure there's a lot of managers who will agree and coaches agree. Don't give set plays away. I don't mind holding my hand up and saying it irritates me so much and it's one of the things that I'm constantly talking to players about from a team point of view is don't give needless set plays away. You know, it can be frustration, it can be anger, it can be you're out of position, so you're behind the player. Um, it can be a lack of technique. But by not giving free kicks away, not giving needless corners away, needless throw-ins, 
etc you will massively increase the chances of not conceding goals the number of goals that are conceded from set plays in the latter stages of games and when fatigue sets in it is massive and opposition slow the game down they've got time to set themselves all kinds of things can happen and the simplest way to deal with it never mind having a successful wall never mind having a successful goalkeeping position don't give them away in the first place so if you can get that in and really work on that and reduce the number of set plays you give away I think you'll be increasing your chances of not conceding and number four and how many of us see this in the game be ruthless train your players coach your players to absolutely maximise every single opportunity they get and this will come from the coaching ground, the training ground, whereby it's practice, 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 practice. So if we are talking about finishing, if we are talking about scoring goals, it's getting your players to practice the finishing so that they at least hit the target. Because if you hit the target, you've got a chance of getting it in. If it's going wide, unless there's a deflection, it's not going to happen. And it's being ruthless. We will all, won't we, as managers, as coaches, and I'm sure you can go back instantly in your memory to a game which you've absolutely dominated in theory in your mind you've deserved to win it you've deserved to be successful however the opposition's been clinical and they've had three chances and scored two you've had 14 chances and scored one happens at international level premier league european champions league everything it happens all the time so if you can learn to be ruthless it will absolutely change your game so quick review of those be proud and create a pride in keeping clean sheets. Two, stay in the game no matter what. Three, don't give set plays away or give the absolute minimum away. And number four, be ruthless. Four great coaching points. If you can get those into your team, it will have an amazing effect, obviously. Okay, management, being a great manager. And I've had some of these from reading about military personnel and leadership in military circumstances. But I really love them and I think they're really great. So let's put ourselves in the scenario whereby you're a manager, it's the middle of a game, or it might be a military situation, or it might be a business situation where you've got a seeming crisis on your hands. So things are not going well. There is a danger of things collapsing, a deal collapsing. There are challenges, there are problems, there are issues within your own camp. Things are not looking rosy. That's the scenario. You're standing on the sidelines, you're watching the game unfold before you. You might have gone goals down, you might have people sent off, you might have something going on that does not look great. What are you, the leader, the manager, going to do about it? Okay, this is advice from a military source. Number one, look around. So, Look around and take stock of what's happening. Don't get too focused on the detail, but look around and try and see the big picture. Number two, simplify the battlefield. Simplify the battlefield. What that means is focus on what needs focusing on. So if you're looking out and you're seeing a room full of people where there are a number of people trying to have a discussion at the same time, about different topics and not connecting correctly or you're looking out you're standing in your technical area you're looking at a game with 30,000 people there and there's carnage going on on the pitch there's um, a little bit of a melee because players are falling out the referee hasn't got control of the game you've got a goal down you've now got a penalty against you what do you need to focus on 
Because if your mind goes into anger mode, goes into resentment mode, goes into what if, you're going to be part of the challenge, not the solution. So simplify the battlefield. What do I need to do right now to maximally affect this situation? Simplify it in your mind. Number three, stay calm. Stay calm. Don't get red mist. And this is so much easier said than done. But by being detached, by standing away physically and mentally from what's going on, you will only then be able to make the right decision. Okay, so listen, we're all human beings. We all get involved. We all get emotional. That's why life is like it is for us. But, you know, specifically why football is such a drug for lots of us, because it gets our emotions. And as a great manager, it's often about being detached so you can see and make the right decisions. And that leads us on to number four, make the decision. No matter what, make a decision. Whether it's the right one in hindsight and after the game you look back and think, I should have done this or you didn't. You need to make a decision. Because if you don't make a decision, that is a decision in itself and it probably won't be the right one. So if you make a decision not to change anything, that is a decision. But if you make a decision not to think about it, then that is not making a decision. So I hope that makes sense. But you need to make a decision. Whether you change anything or not, make a decision. So quick summary. Number one, look around. Number two, simplify the battlefield. See what you need to see. Number three, stay calm. Don't get involved. Stay detached. And number four, make a decision. So there we are. Four key points, four fundamentals that I thought I would just share with you about leadership. Four for leadership, four for coaching, four for management. So quick run through for the leadership one. Be process driven. Do your fundamentals. Simplify it. Put the team first. On the coaching side, keep clean sheets and be proud of it. Stay in the game. Don't give set players away. Be ruthless. As a manager, look around, simplify the battlefield, stay calm and make a decision. Okay, four key points on each. I hope that's been a little bit of an enlightenment. I hope there's something you can take out of that and apply to your coaching, your management, your leadership, your work in life. You know, let me know if there's anything that you want to comment on. I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me on the website, robriles.co.uk. And um, yeah, let me know what your thoughts and uh, viewpoints are on that. Okay, great chatting to you. We'll be back with you with some more information and some more uh, details about leadership, about coaching, about management. And hopefully we're in the process of getting some real good people on for some interviews to um, share their knowledge and their wisdom with us. Great. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you later.